0: This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. And welcome again to another Informal Friday. Today's a special Informal Friday because today is our Ask Me Anything. I got a bunch of questions in and I'm really going to stick to three because that's pretty much where everybody was headed towards with these three questions. So this is going to be probably a little bit longer than five minutes, but it's just going to be kind of me thinking through some things. So it's going to be kind of raw and just kind of figuring things out. So... Uh Without any further ado, here's the first question uh Jeff, what is the most rewarding thing about m- being in ministry? um Well, the most rewarding thing about being in ministry for me, uh especially when it comes to youth ministry, is just seeing the light bulb go on in a kid's head. you know I don't know if you've ever seen that just when things click and they start getting it, and you're like, yeah, that's it that's that's Who Jesus is, that's what it is. You know, it's the same thing like you finally get a math problem. It's the same thing like I finally get Jesus, you know. That's one of those things that's like I'm so excited about when a student just, it clicks for them, when they understand more of who Jesus is. Uh, The other thing that I love about ministry is watching my students bring their friends. I love it when friends come. I love when new people come to our ministry. And it's just cool to see what... What my students are like outside of ministry, I guess that's an interesting like um I think you see a certain version of students in your ministry, and they can be totally different people when they're not like not on Sunday nights, you know when they go to school and and I know when those of you who are students you're in school and you got you know you're your school person and then you come to church and you're your church self right you're your youth group self um I think it's interesting. And I always wonder what you're like at school, you know, like, are you still the same person you are here, you know, at school as you are a youth group or vice versa? You know, those are the things I wonder. And when I see friends come and friends get it and friends stick around, I mean, right now we've got a bunch of friends who keep coming to our youth ministry, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's really great that they're non church kids. And (laughs) one, uh, one girl who's been coming, uh, I won't say her name, but she's been coming a lot more. And she's like, you know, I, the, you know, my friend's youth ministry. I'm like, you've been coming here for the better part of a year. This is your youth ministry too, you know. So they, <laughs> you're just as much a part of this. I don't even think of you, you as a friend anymore just because your parents don't come here. You are a part of this youth ministry. This is your youth ministry. So I, I love when I'm able to say that too to kids. Um, an, another good part or you know, great part about ministry is I always love retreats. You know, for those of you you former students, I don't do many retreats anymore. We do a lot of work camp and and national youth gathering, but we used to do retreats. And I was fortunate enough to go to a wedding of a former student recently, and uh, me and a bunch of students were just talking old stories about retreats and how the food poisoning at the one campground and just uh, how we brought golf carts to one camp or one facility as well and they had no idea what we were doing and it, it's just so much fun to just kind of push the boundaries of ministry. I think that's another thing I love too is you know seeing what God can do and just watching you know God taking an empty space you know that that's one of the things you know God taking something that everybody writes off and watching him do his his work, and just watching him, you know, just taking garbage and making it great. A uh, perfect example of this is uh, a bunch of us leaders went up to go scout out um, a facility to do a retreat at, and uh, they're like, we got this brand new state-of-the-art facility, blah, blah, and we looked at it, and we're like, That's, this is not going to work for us. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we bring in... You know lighting rigs and all this other stuff and you're not going to be able to make this work but this is our state of the art facility we need to, you need to use it like, no it's not good enough it's not good for you well we've got this facility over here it's it's our old facility it's it's we still use it and we're like no it's it's not gonna work either and then they basically said well we've got this old barn and we don't really use it at all and barely elect- any electricity running to it and there's mice in it, and it's, we're probably going to tear it down. And we all looked at each other and said, this is what we need, and this is what we're going to use. And it's cool to see that that was one of the cooler venues that we've ever did, done our retreats at. And to kind of go in and see how God works and to see the look on these guys' faces. like We just said, hey, this is, this is what we need. And to see the look on their face that we uh, didn't want the state-of-the-art facility, we didn't want the middle of the road, we wanted you know the one that was about to be torn down and i think it has been torn down since somebody said um but that's how god uses us it's in the same way god uses us he doesn't use us when we're perfect he uses us when we're at our wo- seemingly at our worst and in spite of ourselves and that just encapsulates ministry as a whole you know it's just that's when God does his best. And that's the most memorable times is when you're at your lowest and God's just doing his thing. So the most rewarding part of his ministry are those times. Um, next was the, what is the most challenging part? I got a couple like, what is the most challenging What is the hardest part of ministry? I don't want to say hardest part of difficult. I like challenging. That's a better phrase for it. Um, well, what's the most challenging part of ministry? Um, the most challenging part of ministry, I think, is... <clears throat> I don't have a cough button, sorry. Um, probably figuring out when you're... I, I was talking to my pastor recently, and we were talking about when, when you personally kind of run your course. And I know that that's a weird thing to say, but... Um, it's something I've thought about at times and, you know, I, I look at, um, at ministry, like much like a head coach would, you know, a head coach is, is only around for a finite number of years. The coaches is a team and then moves on to the next team. And it's mainly because the players just need a new voice. You know, you, you hear that, you know, I know uh, this is, I live in Chicago so you know the Bears usually wind up doing this and they get a real fiery coach and he's real fiery and he's rawr, and then they get a soft smoking coach next who's a real players coach and then after they get you're a fiery guy he's just yelling screaming and then the real nice guy I'm a players guy and I just I'm here for the players and you know it, it, that cycle it kind of goes through and it's really just cuz the players need a different voice and and I've come to realize that there's there's really no difference when it comes to ministry um I think people need a different voice after a couple years, it's really hard. You know, you don't see this very much. Um, Church workers being in the same place for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, you know, like this was the the church I was called to and I pretty much died here. It's like, no, that's not the case. You know, the average um, tenure of youth worker is 18 months, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like the average, like time they're searching for is probably two years. You know, it's it's crazy to think that they're only there for 18 months, but that's the truth. Um, and I've been where I'm at now for six and a half years, which is really long time when you consider that. Um, but really it's just, you know, when, when do you try to find something new? When do you try to reinvent yourself? When are you pushing yourself? You know, personally, I'm a guy who tries to push himself. (coughs) A lot and trying new things i'm not i'm a, i'm always uh excited to try something new and and fall flat on my face and if i fall flat on my face i can at least say i did and i tried you know i think we've talked about that a few times with the parable of the talents you know jesus gave uh, the owner hold on a second <coughs> oh uh, Jesus gave, or the owner of the house gave a servant 10, 10 talents, which is like $10. Think of it like $10. He gave him a certain amount of money and said, go do something, and he doubled it. And he gave another um, servant five, and he doubled that. And he gave another servant one, and basically the servant went out and buried that one talent. <clears throat> and, you know, I think one of the things we talk about is, maybe expectations of doubling, you know, uh, I tried something, so I had to make it work. You know, I had to double it. I had to do things or I just didn't try anything at all. you know, I think there's a fear though of, well, I tried something. I tried as best I could and I didn't double it. I fell flat on my face. And I think that's one thing that I think we miss in that story of, you know, it's okay to try something and fall flat on your face it's a i've I've had just as many failures, if not more, than successes, so when it comes to challenges in ministry, it's been hamstrung by myself and my own fears. you know it's you know, like we said, starting this podcast, the challenge of just getting off my butt and doing it, you know this last week, I was really sick, and going to bed by like eight thirty and having a big fundraiser coming up here and It's just been sucking the life out of my life. And, you know, that's the challenge is another one is finding balance. You know, that's another thing that if you're looking to go into ministry, finding a balance in your life, you know, between, you know, family, if you've got a wife or kids or husband, spouse, whatever it is. And you've got kids and you've got a home life and other family and friends and all this other stuff. It's finding balance. Um, That's another thing. Uh, lastly, I think the challenges, and I wanted to make sure I, <clears throat> I made a point of this was if you're going into ministry, one of the things I've talked about with my wife is, you know, finding friends is tough and, you know, you kind of almost feel isolated a little bit. I'll give you an example. So at our church, we have a church, we have a school, we have, you know, all these things going on. And so there's kind of a smaller sphere of influence. Like my kids go to the same schools, we go to church and there's all the same people and And I work there, so my job is there, too. So there's a lot going on. So for us to have friends, it's going to be people at church. Well, those people are also voting members of our congregation, and they're also sometimes my daughter's teachers. And so there's this weird connection with everything. So it's hard for us to be ourselves. And, again, I talked about this a little at my uh, adult small group, and I said that's the challenge for us. You know, like if I said it's hard for me to be me, it's hard for me to be real. It's hard for me to be myself because if I say something wrong or if I say something that's not right, well, you all are here now and you're voting members of this congregation and that could come back and bite me in the butt in a couple of years from now. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So at the same time, my church and my my church and my job and my kids school are all connected to one and that's really hard. So it's hard to balance out that life. So that is a definitely a challenge. So when you're in ministry, if you choose to go into ministry in your futures, it's definitely hard. Um and that's why a couple of times I've said, you know, it's really important that we pray for our uh, church leaders because, you know, I'm there. It's hard. It's you know, it's yes, it's the life we chose, but it's 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 difficult. So make sure that you keep your uh, youth leaders, your pastors, your worship leaders, whoever it is, your small group leaders—in your prayers a lot because they—they've got it rough and they've got—they live a very different life than the rest of you. I know our pastors and me are on call twenty-four-seven. If a kid or a congregation member's got an issue it, late at night, we're there. So it's just a very different lifestyle. So um, the last thing is—is is what's next. For five minute devotions. I take that as like, is there any new announcements? That's what I'm gonna look at that as. Um, what's next? Uh I think I'm going to Phoenix in February, um, where we're going to go to the best practices conference <coughs> and uh and talk about five minute devotions. There's gonna be a couple thousand people there and uh yeah. And uh I'm gonna advertise what we do here and hopefully more people keep listening. Um I don't know how everybody's finding us. Uh like I said and I've told the story a thousand times, but you know we started this podcast for uh the at, the at the time about 10 kids in my youth ministry and it has grown exponentially and my youth ministry has grown and the, the listenership here has grown too and we've Started out started out at Podbean, went to iTunes. Now we're on Spotify and it's just kind of snowballing and get, getting crazy. We won a podcast award last year. I believe we're up for another one, hopefully this coming year. Um, so, yeah, there's so much stuff going on. Um, there's talk of maybe starting a video series, too, in the near future. So that may be in the next year or so. But, yeah, you know, when it, when we talk about what's next it's one of those things of whatever God wants because, you know, like I've said, I'm just doing this a lot of times for my kids, but mainly for myself and the times that I missed in like this last week when I've been sick, um, as you can hear, um, it's been hard. It's, I miss doing it. I miss reaching out and talking to everybody. Um, I get, People coming out to me at, at our church and say, "Hey, we missed you this week, yeah, I know I was really sick, <laughs> so i couldn't haven 't been able to even talk as you know you can kind of hear my voice, but you know this has been a real blessing, and I love doing this, and you know those of you who listen on a regular basis, um, man, I cannot thank you enough and this is one of the few times I get to be real with you guys and just say, Look, I am so humbled and so grateful that all of you." download this podcast regularly and listen to whatever it is i have to say even if it's reading the bible and praying and you know being on this journey with you guys we've gone through a bunch of books of the bible it's taken us a while to get through acts i think we're going to finish it next week and uh, man it it's such a cool thing to kind of see people and, and hear about people's journeys through this and how this kind of helps their day, and that's why we do this. We're here for you guys, and you know, we're. I'm so thankful that you guys listen. Uh, Jason and I uh, have another podcast, Concepts and Ministry Podcast, where we talk a lot about ministry stuff. And uh, we haven't done one in a little bit, but uh, you know, he lives a little bit away. A ways, and so uh, he and I are going to get together probably pretty soon and do another podcast or two. But you know, we love talking about ministry. And love talking about what God's doing in our ministries. And we've had ups and downs, and we've had just roller coaster rides, not only in our ministry, but in our faith walks. And if there's one thing I can leave you with this week and going into the weekend, is look, there's going to be roller coasters in your life, and there's going to be ups and downs. But the steady, constant thing in your life is that God loves you. You know, I end this podcast every week with you are a love child of God. People ask me, why do you say that all the time? It's, why do you end every podcast with that? It's like, because you don't hear it enough. You don't hear enough that God loves you. The God of the universe, the God who snapped his fingers and the universe was created. The God who created caterpillars with all kinds of muscles in their heads and they had such detail with butterflies and all, these other, all the things that he created, he has the time and he loves you and he wants to spend time with you and he loves you so much. You will never know how much he loves you. We don't hear that enough. I don't think we realize it and grasp it enough that the God who created the entire universe, the God who came down here to die on the cross for our sins, came back to life loves you he did that all for you so remember you are a loved child of god and how are you going to echo christ today we'll see you next week